Sports is recorded in Harrisonburg, Virginia in the heart of the Shenandoah Valley. Starring Dave. Surprising little fun fact, King Griffey Jr. was the first number one overall draft pick to go into the Hall of Fame. Chris. ALCS MVP for the Houston Astros. Gary Sanchez. Brad. You're a professional. Act like you've gotten criticism before because obviously you have. And Joe. Yeah, Chris Davis is awful. And now, 4D Sports. And welcome to 4D Sports. We're going to have Ray Hernandez on here to kick us off. And here's our interview with Ray. Okay, well, we are here again with our annual first interview of the year. It's becoming uh, Ray Hernandez. Ray, how you doing? Doing good. How y'all doing? We're doing good. Uh, you just finished up your college baseball career at Alabama State. Uh, let's let's start there. Uh, what has that experience been like for you? Oh, man. Um, it's been incredible. Uh, it's been an emotional couple of days, especially uh, the tournament and things like that. Um, didn't really finish the way that we that we wanted or the way that I envisioned. Um, but Alabama, Alabama State has been great to me. Um, I met a lot of great people here. Met my future wife here. Met a lot of scouts. Got a lot better. Um, you know, going from Florida to Alabama, especially like the part of Florida that I'm from, like going to Colonial High School, Orlando, it's kind of like a culture shock. If it, um, and kind of bear with me, like it was just a different. I went to HBCU, Alabama State, and it's just something, something really different. But I don't regret it at all. Um, I've gotten a lot better. Um, I remember getting out of high school. I thought that I was ready for the draft and things like that. Um, and I had no idea. You know, I had no idea. And I'm, I'm really, really happy that I went the college route. And um, that's one advice that I could definitely give somebody who's, like, iffy about it is definitely going to college. You know, you, you grow not only as a player but as a person, too. Like, you're on your own. Um, I have an apartment here in Montgomery, so I had to, you know, pay bills for four years straight and things like that. Those are things that you learn. And to be honest, it's been, it's been great. It's been great. Well, that's good. Uh, look, you, what's next, I guess, is now now that college is over, what's next for Ray Hernandez? Well, um, I had to grind a little bit so, so I can finish um, this last semester, get my degree. So I'm, I'm done with school. And basically, I've got invited to a few pre-draft workouts and things like that. But I don't I don't really want to go to any, pre, any more pre-draft workouts. I think I have um, – I think my numbers speak for themselves. You know, I'm in 380 this year, 20 stolen bases. It's something I've never done before. Um, 11 home runs, all conference. You know, I was playing this tournament, conference tournament. I got, you know, all tournament team and things like that. So I think I've done enough. Um, I'm basically just waiting. Um, I uh, signed with a new – well, I haven't signed, but I hired an agent um, out of New Jersey so he can um, help me out with the draft process and things like that. So basically I just got to wait. Uh, I've had a few phone calls with a few teams, A's, Yankees. We'll just see how, how, it, all, how it all pans out. There's a lot of teams that – have been asking for me. A lot of them have reports on me, so it's just a matter of hoping, honestly. All right. Well, as Orioles fans, and then we have a Nats and a Reds fan. Have any of those teams reached out? No. The Na- I went to a Nationals pre-draft workout last year, and it was horrible. I did so bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, the, the scout, uh, the the cross checker, Eric Robinson, he told me that. He thinks I need another year out of school. So my coach, after the tournament was over, was like, "Listen, been a year. Look at look at my boy Hernandez." So 
Um, he hasn't really reached out to me. I know he's spoken to my coach. Uh, so, yeah, the Nationals are a team that's interested in me. I'm not sure how interested or anything like that. We'll take you. Um, they were really they were interested in me last year for sure. Um, I have a lot, obviously, way better numbers than last year. So maybe maybe that interest uh, has came back a little bit. Yeah, well, that would be good. Well, we've asked you Disney movies. We've asked you guilty pleasures. We've asked you favorite baseball players and favorite baseball movies. But now we're going to ask you some some important questions here. Um, I I've roped two in. I've started to rope two of these guys in, but Liverpool football club, big match coming up oh Saturday in the champions league. Let's talk about it, Ray. I know you're a, Listen. you're a big Liverpool fan. I know the people oh at the podcast God. are obviously, these are the questions they've been waiting for us to ask you all this time. Let's talk about some Liverpool football club. Oh my, I'm listen, if Liverpool wins and I'll say this and I have no shame in saying it, I'll cry. <laughs> I'll be honest. I love it. I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> That's my club. Like, you know, I watch a lot of baseball. I love baseball. I love soccer. Oh my lord! And Liverpool is my team. It's been my team. And the way I, they, the way they became my team is kind of a funny story. Um, you know, I got to the United States. I started playing video games, and that's kind of how I learned how to speak English. I'm playing these video games, and I get FIFA, right? FIFA. And this is around 2005, 2006. So they just finished winning the Champions League. So they're like the highest rated team in the game. So I'm playing. And I'm, I'm doing career role with Manchester United. At that time, they had Cristiano Ronaldo coming in, things like that. So I started playing with Manchester United, Liverpool's rival. And I keep losing to this team. I'm like, damn, this team is good. Like, dang. I keep losing to them, keep losing to them. And I'm like, Liverpool? That's such a weird name, like a pool full of liver. And for that, that's kind of like <laughs> through my attention. And like after that, I just started, you know, watching them. They went through kind of a rough spell. High school, I started, high school, remember, high school, I played soccer too. So I watched them in high school. Got to college, kept watching him. It's kind of one of those things that just like grew over time, and I can't. You you you'll never see me miss a miss a match. And you guys have me on Twitter, so you see that I'm always locked in. I'm locked in. I know exactly what's going on, who scored, who didn't score, what was going on with the referees, who they play, what the points are, all that. I love it. I'm excited. Well, that's an awesome story, and you've been a fan longer than I have. I'll be honest with you. I jumped on about three years ago. I just happened to be watching a game. I was like, you know. I wasn't really into club soccer all that much. I was like, you know, let me watch this and see what's going on. And Liverpool happened to be playing the game I was watching. And Jurgen Klopp was there. It was his first year. And I just see right. this guy being a crazy person on the sideline. And I was like, I love it. I love his energy. I love how much he oh, loves for it. Sure, for sure. And he's he's been so much fun to watch on the sidelines. But let's talk oh, about yeah. the player. Uh, let's dive a little deeper here. The big player this year, because uh, I loved Coutinho. And I hated to see him go. But, Oof. man, Mo Salah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Listen, I when they when they signed him from uh, Roma, I honestly had no idea who he was. I'm like, damn, thirty million. That's you know, that's kind of hefty for Liverpool. Liverpool's not known for spending a lot of money, and I remember just thinking, like, how how good could he really be? Like, if he was he played at a big club, Roma, that's a team that makes it to the Champions League a lot. So you would think that you would hear about him, you know, like kind of how you hear about other players on Roma, like uh, like Francesco Totti and these players who you you hear about them but you never expect him to come to Liverpool. So Salah comes, I'm like, oh, man, hopefully he can help out. And he just, I mean, he has not slowed down. He got in there, got into the squad. And it's cool how they make it, how they made it where it's like Coutinho's leaving. They never, they never, and it's just one thing you can look up. They never had it where it's like he's Coutinho's replacement or anything like that. They just said, listen, we're going to add this piece. Oh, Coutinho might leave in the summer. Who sees, we'll see what happens. He ends up leaving in January. And he literally, 
honestly, the team is better now than it was when Coutinho was there. And that's something that you, if you were to ask us five or six months ago, or, or in December, you'd be like, heck no, we, don't, we need Coutinho, we need Coutinho, we need Coutinho. And look at that. So that's been amazing. Oh, I agree. I, I was... I was of the mind like, oh, Coutinho's gone. We're gonna be in trouble. And then that next game, they came out and just I can't the who they played right after is now escaping me. But they just they launched a barrage City. of Manchester goals. City. Oh yeah, it was the Man City game. They destroyed. Well, they went up like four four nothing, and then ended up holding on for dear life because if it's one right. thing that you and I know as Liverpool fans and Brad and Dave are starting to know, yeah. What, there will be no clean sheets. I, I was telling him, I was like, when we no. watch this Real Madrid-Liverpool game, it's not going to be 1-0 or 0-0 going no to penalties. Way. It's going to be like 4-3, 5-4. I mean, that's what, that's yeah. what you're signing up to sit yeah. down and watch. No, for sure. That's, that's not, I mean, it's fun. If you're a Liverpool fan, you know they're going to get scored on. You know, especially if it's a big club. And, and you just hope you score more than the other team. <laughs> Simple as that. Well, and I don't, I know you follow us on Twitter as well, but... Man, uh, my history with teams has not been great. So our NBA team here is the Wizards, and they're garbage. Um, right. Our ho- our hockey team, and I'm not even sure how closely you follow hockey, is the Capitals. They took a 2-0 lead in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals. It's the first time they've been to a Conference Finals in 20 years. They took a 2-0 lead in the Conference Finals on the road, and now they're down 3-2, probably getting eliminated in D.C. tonight. Uh, and wow. And I'm an Orioles fan, and they're they're hot garbage. So... Um, I'm in the depths of my heart. I am terrified that Liverpool is also going to let me down. I'm hoping against hope. Tell me why Liverpool will beat Real Madrid. Ray Hernandez. Oh, I can't. I cannot guarantee it. You, you, know, you have to be. You gotta. You gotta be realistic. But the way that they honestly, what they can, what could happen. This is still sports. And if you made it to the finals, you have a good club. The way Liverpool can beat Real Madrid is literally if Roberto Firmino. Uh, Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah have the game of their lives. They're just ra- running rampant, like attacking the defense of Real Madrid, heavy, shooting, taking shots on goal. And just basically, it's the same thing that they did all year, counterattack. Because you know Real Madrid's going to have all the possession. The same way it was when we played Manchester City, when we played uh, Roma, they're going to have all the possession. We're not going to have possession. That's not what we want to do. But we got to hit them on the counterattack, and we can't miss our chances. We're going to have chances. And, and it seems like every single game that's a big game, Sadio Mane has a few chances and kind of, like, ruins it. As long as he can, you know, keep his head on straight. And, and if he has an open shot, take it, by all means. But, you know, we've got to play smart. Because Real Madrid's going to be hot. Hopefully Cristiano Ronaldo has a horrible game. And, listen, it, it, we can do it. We can, we can definitely do it because soccer is not like, not like football. You know, it's not like hockey. It's not like basketball. You know, any, it's literally just one game, and literally anything can happen. So It's true. I'm hoping that the boys can pull it out. I'm hoping they can, too. Uh, All right. Final question that we'll give you. What is your prediction for the the final score when it's all said and done in the Champions League final? Honest prediction. All right. Um, You want me to give you... If I had to bet my life on it, what the score would be or what I'm hoping. I mean, I love the high stakes that you (laughs) immediately jump to, but yeah, let's go there. All right. Let's do... I'm thinking that Liverpool is going to pull this one away. They're going to pull it out, and they're going to win three to one against Real Madrid. Three to one, I love it. You'll never walk alone, Ray. Are you sure you're putting your life on that one, or is that with your heart? I'm betting my life on that. Sadio Mane (laughs) has one goal, and Salah has two. Love it. Oh man, if Salah, yeah, no, if Salah doesn't score, we're talking about a terrible, terrible day for Liverpool. But I agree. Uh, I would love to see Liverpool 
you've given me rejuvenated hope. Every time a commercial comes on and Ronaldo comes on the screen, I get a little scared inside. But now that I know Ray Hernandez believes, you'll never walk alone, Ray Hernandez. You think only one never, goal? Never. Only one goal for Real Madrid? That's what he said. One goal, one goal. They, they're coming out. They're going to come out. Uh, yeah, Lovren's going to blow at least one. <laughs> Lovren on the back Ronaldo's line. Ronaldo's going to probably score. And he's probably going to score like a bicycle kick or something amazing. But uh, see, I was thinking he was just going to shred Lovren. I was thinking he was just going to blow right by Dan Lovren and just make him look like a fool. Uh, I just hope, listen, that's another thing. Don't get me started on Dejan Lovren. <laughs> yeah, Dejan Lovren's not great, dude. <laughs> the interview would take forever. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Ray. And, uh, you know, best of luck to you in the MLB quest. We hope you get there. We're rooting for you. Uh, we'll be following you every step Thank of the way. You. and. Look, it, I'll just tell you right now, we'll interview you at least once a year as long as you keep letting us do it. So uh, you're hey, a great interview to have you. on, and we en- we enjoy thank having you. you on. Enjoy the Champions League final. Let's go, Liverpool. Thank you, thank you. I hope you guys have fun watching it. Hey, never walk alone, fellas. Never walk alone. Never walk alone. And, guys, i got to be honest with you, I love having Ray on. I love talking to him every time. Uh, this time, I look, I discovered he was a Liverpool fan. He's right, by by Twitter. Uh, he was tweeting about it during one of the games I was watching. I was like, oh, dude, I knew Ray Hernandez was our favorite Valley League player for a reason. And it's stuff like that. Uh, what a great interview. Sorry for the folks that listen in that don't like soccer, but um, look, big game, big game. So had to talk to Big Ray about it. And uh, we, again, I think we all agree here. And no matter where he gets on in the MLB, we, we wish him the best. Even with the Yankees? Yeah, look, we talked about this at dinner. Um, Obviously, if I had my choice, he wouldn't go to the Yankees, Red Sox, or Blue Jays. But if he did, I'll still root for him. I'll hope for everyone else on his team to bat zero and him to bat a thousand. Yeah, I mean, if you know, if everyone else bats zero, it doesn't matter how good he does. That's right. They'll still suck. So. <laughs> he might be batting a thousand with like zero RBS. Yeah, he can be the Manny Machado <laughs> of that team because everyone else on the Orioles sucks now, and Manny's the only one doing anything. So yeah, and Manny's not going to be an Oriole. So great. <laughs> But we'll save that for later. Uh, let's let's start this baseball podcast off now with Chris. Uh, your Nationals, they're doing a little better. Still not great, according Keyword to you. Little. Keyword little. Yeah. We're um, still in fourth. We're still in fourth place there, dude. What are you going to do about that bullpen, Sitch? Blow it up. Just like all the bats do every time they come in the game. So you just want to get rid of your entire bullpen, no survivors. Might as well. Call everybody up. We have no talent in the bullpen. I'm convinced at this point. So let me ask you this. Do you still trade Bryce Harper before the deadline? Because last time we talked, you wanted to do that. If we don't improve, yeah. At what point in the year do you look at the standings and what is your window before... Like, how close do the Nats have to be to the division lead for you to say not trade Bryce Harper? And at what point in the season? Mm, well, trade. I think you, you obviously hold on to him until the trade deadline. See, I think if you guys wait it out, Braves in first place right now have a lot of young pitchers. You don't know what they're going to do with those guys. If they got innings limits on them, they start resting them, that's going to really mess them up. Same way with the Phils. And you got to figure that y'all will overtake the Mets here pretty soon. So it's kind of a waiting game for the Nats if y'all can get healthy. Yeah, we do have a lot of injuries, some good, some bad. Um, 
Ryan Zimmerman, Matt Weedy's being hurt. Not terrible things. Um, Daniel Murphy's missed. Outfield's yeah. a little beat up. Adam Eaton would be nice to have back. Yeah, well, if you get ask- your top of the lineup guys back and keep your rotation healthy, I mean, you got a pretty decent shot. I think at least two of the teams ahead of you have no shot of keeping up what they're doing, and that being the Mets and the Phillies. And I think it's unlikely that the Braves keep the hot start that they have, too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of baseball left, but I think we all know at this point it's a pretty pessimistic podcast. You never, no, know about, true. you never know about the Braves, though. I mean, the Braves are here before they thought they would. They have a lot of pieces they could still trade if they want to go get a pitcher or a yeah, bullpen Bra- or another yeah. bat. The Braves have the prospects and everything where right. they can go and get that missing piece, things like that. They definitely have the capabilities to do that, which they probably really should because you never know. You know, Ozzie Albies has, like, 14 home runs. You don't know if he's going to do that next year. You don't know if Freeman's going to stay healthy. Marcakis might be gone. So take your window while you have it. Yeah. All right, Chris. Well, let me ask you this. Yes. On the pod, I know we talked about this at dinner, but I'll ask you on the record on the podcast. Right now, do the Nats make the playoffs? No. No. They don't win the division. They don't win the wild card. They're out. No. Do they keep Bryce Harper all the way to the end of the year? Yes. Against my wishes. Do you break things? Do you lose the security deposit? That is what I like to joke about when I'm in a fit of rage watching sports. Luckily, currently, I don't have a security deposit. But if I do, there's a potential. I mean, if I still had the same coffee table, it would probably be great. Oh. It has a history. Yeah. We have a history. (laughs) (laughs) Brad, the Orioles uh, still doing Oriole things in last place. Yeah. um, So, you know, I haven't been on here in a while, I feel like. I don't really know. No. uh, Yeah. Let's let's get your stance. You guys had. We've only had one. Oh. So this is number two. You've only missed one. Uh, Let's let's talk about it. Your your thoughts on the Orioles 2018. Yeah. I mean. You know, you you kind of you, you kind of just think about it, and it seems like you are watching just the worst compilation of like car accidents or something, and you know it's that's every game almost it seems like because the pitching's bad, and when they do good, the hitting's bad. So I mean, you know, there's it's a lose lose. There's really no good parts of the team except for Manny Machado and you know he's gonna be gone and on his farewell tour yeah he's like oh I really want to be an Oriole guys and our team's just like that's funny because we can't afford you and we're not even gonna talk to you so that's whatever and I mean at this point now it doesn't even matter for him because he's gonna make more money somewhere else anyway so why would he even think about staying I was gonna say it is really aggravating to see uh, to me, it's I'm not I get why he says that because he doesn't want fans to start booing him now. But there are really dumb fans that honestly think the Orioles should re-sign Manny Machado as if that's a realistic option. Well, and I mean, if he is that kind of guy who would like to stay somewhere his entire career, that's that. W- yeah, that would be cool for him. But I mean, it's in his best interest to leave. 
Yeah, I can't see him taking any kind of hometown discount because right. he knows y'all are going to suck if he stays. And, I mean, it would be in our best interest to go ahead and get rid of him and get something out of it while we can. We would have had more. We would have gotten more out of it if we could have done that last year or maybe even the year before. Yeah. But, you know, don't tell our front office that, you know, we're not contenders because they'll go out there and say that we should be able to win the division and then finish dead last in the basement. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's a problem in in just management and uh, really just the front office, in my opinion. And luckily, a lot of that's going to change soon. So, you but, hope, but not at owner, right? Which is again, that's that's a big main problem. But I mean, we're going to get some new faces, and hopefully, some things will get shaken up later. And I think it's going to be a long time before that happens. I just hope we don't go back to the Freddie Bynum years. Well, those were dark times. Well, okay, so here's a debate. Adam Jones, Mr. Oriole. Right, he's going to go in the team his contract. Fame, probably. His contract expires at the end of this year. There are people having the debate. Do you re-sign Adam Jones or do you trade him? I mean, it would be a great story and all if you could re-sign him. Um, I think the Orioles could re-sign him. Right. They, I would. They would have no problem with it. He would have no problem with it. He loves it. Um, he loves Baltimore and, uh, you know, the fans would love having him back and whatnot, but, uh, if you can get something for him too, might as well go ahead and get rid of him. If, if someone's going to take him, let him have him. Yeah. I would trade him. I, I think, you know, it's time for the future. Mm-hmm. This year's over next year. We're not going to be any good. You need to see what you got. Um, look, an uncomfortable conversation to have you got to look at Kevin Gosman. Do you think you're going to be competitive again before he becomes a free agent? And if the answer is no, trade him. I mean, I, I think that's the uncomfortable conversation the Orioles need to have. Now, don't worry, Orioles fans. Kevin Gosman's not going anywhere. The Orioles are not that bold. We'll be lucky if they trade Manny. We'll be pinching, my, pinching ourselves if they trade Adam. And I think we'll be lucky if they trade Zach Britton, too. But, you know, I guess that depends on how well he looks after coming back from his injury here in a little bit. But... Um, Trumbo has got a hot bat right now. He's looking pretty good coming back from his injury. If, if anyone gives you anything, trademark Trumbo, do it immediately. No one wants Chris Davis cut Chris Davis. (laughs) That money is already gone. It's (laughs) already gone. You've made that bad decision to me. It doesn't make sense to compound that bad decision by continuing to throw him in the lineup. He's just bad. I mean, there's no nice way of putting it. He's bad. He's not a good baseball player. He's hitting 164 with a 240 on base. And can we address what kind of sick joke that was, having him hit leadoff for a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. We talked about that. Yeah, it was. It was funny. And then it was sad. I thought it was never funny, actually. I remember <laughs> texting a lot of people and being like, why are we doing this? Well, what did you want him to do, win? Uh, put someone up there that's not going to strike out, like, almost every time I come up to the bat? No. Or you mean, like, when you guys used to hit Adam Jones in leadoff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I know that some teams have been experimenting with this whole, let's put a power hitter at the leadoff spot, but there are also people who happen to get on base when they don't hit home runs. They don't get up there and take hacks. Well, A, they don't take uh, strike one and strike two down the middle and then hack at a curveball in the dirt. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't – it's it's just simple baseball logic. I mean, 
It it blows my mind. Let it me really ask does. you this. We've we've talked about Mr. Oriole, right? This is another apparent debate that's going on. And to me, I have a very strong opinion on it, and I just want to let you answer it first. Should the Orioles retire number ten? Should any should they retire Adam Jones number? No. He's he's been good for us, but I mean he hasn't been that good. <laughs> I agree. I think the the way it is right now, everyone that's had their number retired in Baltimore is also in, in Cooperstown. The, yeah, in the baseball hall of fame. He's he doesn't I feel like he doesn't have baseball hall of fame numbers. Oh no, he's there's no shot Adam Jones no. goes in to Cooperstown no. for baseball. Maybe if he turns out to be an amazing broadcaster, he'll get in that way, but not for being a baseball player. And that's not taking anything away from Adam Jones because you're right. As far as Orioles go, he's been great. He'll go into the Oriole Hall of Fame with legends like Mike Bordick and Cal Ripken. But wow, I, I just don't know. I had a funny conversation actually with a Red Sox fan. He was like, oh yeah, I feel like the Orioles are just a couple pieces away from uh, being a really good team. And I was like, yeah, but a couple of those really good pieces are leaving. So, I mean, they're leaving as fast as they're coming in. So, and sometimes faster. Yeah. What was that? What was that game that had like that little motor and you were trying to put all the pieces in before the timer ran out, and then it would blow up, it up and explode. I know what you're talking about. And all your pieces would go everywhere. Like, that is what the Orioles are right now, yeah. and the clock is like two seconds away. Mm-hmm. And the, and Dan gets like, no, 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 we can make it work. We can make it work. <laughs> I'm like, no, just start getting rid of pieces, dude. It's going to blow up. Yep. Uh, Dave, uh, you're a Reds fan. The Reds and the Orioles, two of two of the worst. They're not the worst. The there worst. are the White Sox. But, and the Royals. And the Royals. But we're near the bottom. Yeah. Um, rough year for you. Riggleman, apparently being rumored, is taking off the interim tag. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Hopefully not, at least. I mean, they had that little spark. They won six in a row with him there shortly after he took over. But, obviously, it's not going to last. And I don't I don't know how much Riggleman would want to be a head coach, really, for the long haul. But uh, I think with the core, core guys the Reds have, they need to bring somebody somebody new in next year, get a whole fresh start for the whole new season, and see what they got. Question. Baseball general Hit question. Me. Do you know? And nothing, man. I'm not going <laughs> to ask you specific records because then you have to try to guess how many games they've played. But related to 500, where uh-huh. the AL Central leader is. The AL Central? Mm-hmm. They're under 500, right? The Cleveland Indians are in first place. Yeah. Three games below? No, just one. But one game below 500. Yeah, that division's not good. Cool. Minnesota at 19 and 23 is a game and a half out. <laughs> like, that's the thing. If the Orioles were in the AL Central, which, by the way, we are tied with the Kansas City Royals uh, for dead last. Oh, in baseball. Good. So we're back. <laughs> yeah. And the White I Sox. Thought we were, I thought the White Sox were worse than us, but the White Sox did go on a winning streak. The White Sox have less wins, I think, but they haven't played as many games. Yeah. So. But uh, we would be eight and a half out of first place instead of 17 and a half <laughs> <laughs> because we're in the AL East with. New York it's really Boston. depressing, too, when you look at the NL Central, and you got the Brewers, and then the Cardinals, Cubs, and Pirates are all game and a half out, and then we're sitting there like 12 and a half 12 yeah. out. Yeah. What if the Orioles won like one, maybe two series this entire season? Yeah. It's not great. It's good. That's we're good. not good. I don't know how else to tell people in Birdland. Like, we're just not good. Like, stop. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. We got this. And the Orioles' social media, just don't post anything. Oh, it's so terrible. Like, Oh, Chris Davis crushes this 500-foot home run. 
Meanwhile, the Orioles lose 15 to one. And then, you know, uh, Chris Davis strikes out four other times in the game. So who cares? So Chris Davis had the last game off, which I think was Sunday. Cause I don't think we played yesterday, but before that he had struck out in six straight at bats. Love it. I mean, I believe it. He's batting eighth tonight in the order. There's not really anywhere else lower he can go except one more spot. Yeah, he can go to Norfolk. <laughs> I think he would refuse the assignment. Then tell him he can have fun sitting on his couch at home. Here's the thing. I don't even know if he would hit Norfolk. Like, that's the, that's the uncomfortable conversation you need to be having right now if you're an Orioles fan in your head that is like a true believer and the Orioles do no wrong. What if Chris Davis can't hit AAA pitching? Because he definitely can't hit Major League pitching. And he's so bad at it at the Major League level, I don't even know if he can hit AAA pitching. I mean, Ryan Flaherty, as much as we love to bag on Ryan Flaherty, Ryan Flaherty did hit at least 200. Well, I mean, Chris Davis has the best slow-pitch softball swing I think I've ever seen. But the problem is he uses it for Major League Baseball. (laughs) 89-mile-an-hour fastballs. That's that's the most depressing part is when it's like an 89-mile-an-hour fastball and he swings through it. And I'm like, oh, they don't get much easier than that. As Mike Bordick would say, not a bad pitch to Chris Davis. But, oh. All right. Well, I did want to ask you guys a surprise question. We heard Ray Hernandez talk about how much he loved playing baseball, especially in college, and what it meant to him. And I know you guys didn't play college baseball, but Chris and Brad, specifically, you guys have played baseball in high school at the varsity level. What, what is that like? Like, what do you miss most about your baseball playing days? We'll start with Chris. Why do we always start with me? <laughs> because you were on your phone, and I want you to answer. Okay. What was the question? Just came down. <laughs> um, I think the part that I miss the most is, you know, I mean, you have your team, you have your boys, like the camaraderie of it. You're like, you got your group, you go, you have a good time. You kind of become like a little family. So like that part of it on top of being able to like go do things. This is at the third kind of not having the adulthood part of it because I was in high school. Those are the things I miss the most. What about you, Brad? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> definitely uh, the whole competition aspect, I think, um, is at a certainly a different level um, in high school. But, I mean, just b- having that competition regularly and having, you know, teams that are your rivals. And then, like Chris said, you're with this group of guys every day. Um, you know, you're day in, day out, just working hard together and uh, – trying to make each other better better and um yeah you get the camaraderie and you work together as a team to you know just compete and you know uh with intramural sports and stuff you get a little bit of that back but it's it's definitely a different level and it doesn't last as long and it's just nice to have something like that to share with a with another group of people that's what i wanted to close out on before we get deep into valley league stuff next week uh we'll we'll be breaking down Valley League stuff, because that'll be starting the week after. First of June is Valley League opening day, which means next week's our last week to talk about before it starts. We, uh, we getting into anything fun this year, talking about any kind of like stuff like Random uniforms stuff. or anything, you know, something fun. Oh, do you want to break down uniforms? I mean, we can. 
we can take pictures and then talk about them, but it's going to get real. I'm, I'm afraid to hurt some people's feelings, so I yeah. think maybe we just look at the uniforms and just pick our top three or something. Yeah. Just so someone doesn't feel like they're destroyed on the inside when they find out maybe their team's uniforms are last. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. Are um, you talking about a certain team? Maybe. I don't maybe know. Well, there's a lot of with them. With their sweet camo? Just, I don't like the camo. Well, they know that. They know that. They, they know yeah. that. But like, <laughs> there's some them. other people who don't know. We're not all hating on the camo. Yeah, I yeah. hate the camo. We don't all hate I the like camo. it. 50% of it's probably because Joe hates it, <laughs> if we're being honest. But I mean, like, we are very picky with our uniforms, I feel like. And yeah. We could be uniform so. fashionistas. That could be a whole separate podcast. Oh, I look at my uni- I look at my uniforms pinky out. Classy. Maybe that'll be uh maybe that'll be a for fun topic we have every week. We break down a uniform. Maybe uh, definitely not. Someone's gonna get their feelings hurt and then we'll be Maybe we can just talk about our favorites and why. Yeah. Mm. Let's go into our This Day in History, which Brad wasn't here, but we've started this. This oh, is going to yeah. be the new tradition. This uh, Day in History. Are you, doing, are you doing it for tomorrow? I'm so doing one for today and one for tomorrow. Oh, we're, what, we're this doubling down question? Or yeah, he just tells us. In 1881, the lead story on This Day in History, the American Cross was founded. Oh, that's American not what Red I was Cross. thinking. Okay. Oh, do you want to guess when I t- give you a year? Not what I was thinking you were going with. Okay, in 1881. I thought you were going to talk about, like, Amelia Earhart or something. Uh, The spirit of St. Louis crossed the Atlantic. Sure. I bet I know what next week's is. (laughs) Tomorrow's, you mean? Memorial Day. (laughs) Today in history, it's Memorial Day. (laughs) (laughs) This year. Every year. This day, 2018, (laughs) it's Memorial Day. And the ones for Tuesday, May twenty second, are dark. Oh, great. They are. Oh, let's. Can I dark. pick? Can I, mean, I pick? Can I pick? Let's can hear I pick? Some. Can I pick? Can I pick? It's can thing that happened in history. We can't forget about it. Joe, yeah. let me pick. We need to we mention those we things. From okay, do you want to guess what the lead? The lead is the can lead. I it happened in eighteen forty three. This is the lead, and it's also this historical event inspired a popular computer game series. But mainly, it's one you definitely played in elementary school. In elementary school? Oregon Trail. The Great Emigration Departs for Oregon in 1843 on this day in history. That's not dark. Let me pick one. No, it's it's not dark. dark. It's not dark. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed the Ray Hernandez interview. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Again, starting next week, we'll be starting to do some Valley League previews. Uh, We'll be trying to line up interviews with people from Strasburg and Charlottesville since they were the two teams in the championship last season talking to them about what they expect to see on the 2018 editions of the Strasburg Express and Charlottesville Tom Sox and uh you know who knows maybe if we can rope Jimmy McCumber into another interview I'm sure he'll do one but until the Valley League season preview Next week, we hope you enjoyed this episode of 40 Sports. Thanks again to Ray Hernandez for talking to us and putting up with our goofy nature that we have here at 40 Sports. I think, you know, the best way you could describe our podcast is someone on the off chance that you're trying to get someone to listen to it, which, one, we thank you. But the best way to describe it would be... Unconventional. Four guys unconventionally talking about baseball. We can just leave it with unconventional. I thought it was a pretty good one-word description. Okay, well, if you're going to go one word, I think Chris is right. It's unconventional. But if you're going to describe it in depth, it's four guys talking about baseball in an unconventional way. And a sentence is in depth. 
Yes. Okay. It's very in-depth, Chris. Mm, no. That's going to be our iTunes description. That's just your elevator pitch. Oh, okay. But that takes 90 seconds, so you still got like 80 seconds to yeah, fill. Yeah, you got a lot of seconds still. You know, what I wanted, you know what I wanted to do next week, guys? This will be a little bit of a teaser. I know we've done this before, but since it's the Valley Baseball League season preview and we'll have more people listening than we did it last time, I think. Your 2018 three songs that you walk up to at the plate. It might have changed by now. Oh, mine probably have. They don't have to be just 2018 songs or just last year's. They could be whenever. But three songs for the year that you would come up to the plate to this year. Can't wait. Somebody text me a reminder. I will. So if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will, because that's what we're about here at 40 Sports. But until next week, for Brad, Chris, and Dave, I'm Joe. Thanks for listening. Good night.